0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible,
1: the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Azza reigns in the southern kingdom of Judah. He's a good king who outlasts many of the kings of Israel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 15 on Simply
0: the Bible. The reigns of the kings of Judah and Israel was a dark time in the history of the children of Israel. There were no good kings in the northern kingdom and relatively few good kings in the southern kingdom of Judah. But today we come across one good king of Judah and it's like a breath of fresh air in an atmosphere of stench. This king shows us the possibilities when a person's heart is loyal to God. But there is also a warning against the sin of self-reliance. We pick it up today in 1 Kings 15, verse 9. In the 20th year of Jeroboam king of Israel, Asa became king over Judah and he reigned 41 years in Jerusalem. His grandmother's name was Maacah, the granddaughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as did his father David. While none of the kings of Israel were good, eight of the 19 kings of Judah were good. That is, their whole reign was evaluated by God as good, even though some of their recorded deeds were evil. Four of these good kings led Judah in religious reforms designed to restore the nation to a purer form of worship and to return the people to obeying God with their whole hearts. Asa was the first good king of Judah and the first reformer. Now Asa's grandmother was Maacah, the granddaughter of Absalom. Asa had one of the longest reigns of any of the kings of Judah, 41 years. He saw the reigns of seven kings of Israel. And he banished the perverted persons from the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. Also, he removed Maacah, his grandmother, from being queen mother because she had made an obscene image of Asherah. And Asa cut down her obscene image and burned it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days. He also brought into the house of the Lord the things which his father had dedicated and the things which he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and utensils. In Asa's reforms, he banished the perverted persons from the land. These were homosexual prostitutes who were involved in pagan religious rituals. He also removed the idols his father Abijam had made. Finally, Asa removed his grandmother from her position because she had made an obscene image of Asherah, a Canaanite goddess. He cut down the image, crushed, and burned it. That would have been difficult to do against your own grandmother, But the law made it clear that a person was to show no pity against an idolater, even if the person was your family member. Asa's heart was loyal to the Lord all his days, which is a beautiful commendation from the Lord. We get many more details about Asa's life in Second Chronicles chapters 14-16. through 16. There we see that early in his reign, he commanded Judah to seek the Lord and observe the Mosaic law. He also fortified cities and formed an army of Judah and Benjamin of 580,000. And that was a good thing that he prepared in this way for early in his reign Zerah, the Ethiopian came against Judah with a million man army. Asa cried out to the Lord and the Lord delivered the Ethiopians into his hands and Judah carried away much spoil. After this, the Lord sent a prophet named Azariah with encouragement and a warning. The Lord is with you while you are with him, he said. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, He will forsake you. Then he said, Be strong, and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Then Asa was encouraged to initiate a second wave of reforms. He removed the abominable idols from all the land and restored the altar of the Lord in the temple court. Then great numbers of people from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon from the northern kingdom of Israel, came when they saw that the Lord his God was with them. In the 15th year of his reign, he summoned everyone to enter into a covenant with the Lord to seek him with all their heart and with all their soul. Now that's something we could use today, a renewed covenant to the Lord. Verse 16. Now there was war between Asa and Baasha, King of Israel all their days, and Baasha, king of Israel, came up against Judah, and built Ramah that he might let none go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Baasha, the king of Israel, came up against Asa in the thirty-sixth year of his reign. He fortified Ramah, which was on the Judah-Israel border, just four miles north of Jerusalem. His objective was to manage the traffic between Israel and Judah and control the trade route. Then Asa took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion, king of Syria, who dwelt in Damascus saying, Let there be a treaty between you and me, as there was between my father and your father. See, I have sent you a present of silver and gold. Come and break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so that he will withdraw from me. After God had so faithfully delivered King Asa and Judah from the Ethiopians, we wonder why he felt he had to raid the temple treasury and his own treasury to make a treaty with Ben-Hadad, the Syrian king. Asa paid him off to break his treaty with Baasha and attack him. So Ben-Hadad heeded King Asa and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel. He attacked Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Mecca, and Al-Kinneroth with all the land of Naphtali. Now it happened when Baasha heard it that he stopped building Ramah and remained in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all Judah. None was exempted and they took away the stones and timber of Ramah which Baasha had used for building and with them King Asa built Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. Asa moved quickly and issued a proclamation for everyone to take away the stones and timber brought by Baasha so that they could fortify Geba and Mitzpah. Mission accomplished, right? Asa succeeded in temporarily relieving the conflict with Baasha, but at what cost? In 2 Chronicles 16, we see that God sent the prophet Hanani, who told him, because you have relied on the king of Syria, And have not relied on the Lord your God. Therefore, the army of the king of Syria has escaped from your hand. You see, the problem was that Asa was relying upon himself rather than relying upon God. Perhaps because he had enjoyed such marvelous success as king of Judah, he thought he could handle this one himself. That is a common problem when people begin to experience success. It can easily go to their heads, and they don't depend upon the Lord in humility as they once did. Then Hanani gave a word that I consider a golden nugget in the Old Testament. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God searches all hearts. If we maintain a loyal heart toward him, then he will strengthen us in our endeavors. He wants us to rely upon him, not upon ourselves and not upon the arm of flesh. Asa could have defeated Israel and the Syrians. Instead, Syria would be a constant problem in the future. How did Asa respond to the prophet's rebuke? He was so angry with him that he put him in prison. That's a sure indicator of pride. The rest of all the acts of Asa, all his might, all that he did, and the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? But in the time of his old age, he was diseased in his feet. So Asa rested with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. Then Jehoshaphat his son reigned in his place. Asa was diseased in his feet. He called for the physicians, but made no attempt to call upon the Lord for healing. While Asa was still classified as a good king who was responsible for many reforms, it is sad that he ended his life not trusting fully in the Lord as he had when he was younger. Asa's life is an example and warning to us to abide humbly in Christ, lest our lives become unproductive. Apart from him, we can do nothing. We move now back to the northern kingdom of Israel where the narrative remains until the end of 1 Kings. We go back in time a bit to the second year of King Asa's reign. Now Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, became king over Israel in the second year of Asa king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in his sin by which he had made Israel sin. Nadab only lasted two years as a king, walking in the sins of his father Jeroboam. Then Baasha, the son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar, conspired against him. And Baasha killed him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. While Nadab and all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Baasha killed him in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. And it was so, when he became king, that he killed all the house of Jeroboam. He did not leave to Jeroboam any one that breathed until he had destroyed him, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite, because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he had sinned, and by which he had made Israel sin because of his provocation with which he had provoked the Lord God of Israel to anger. Baasha killed Nadab and the entire house of Jeroboam to secure the kingdom for himself. He probably didn't even realize that he was fulfilling the word of the Lord through Ahijah that God would totally wipe out the house of Jeroboam for leading Israel into worshiping idols and provoking God to anger. Now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. Good kings, bad kings. If the Lord were to make such a life assessment of us, what would he say? I know that there is no good thing dwelling in me, in my flesh, but... It is Christ living in me. And only Christ who gives me the power to be good and do what is right in God's sight. May the Lord help us all to walk in His goodness. You've been listening
1: to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, Please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where three bad kings reign in Israel with ruthless lives and decreasing lengths of rule. An evil life often brings about an early death. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.